Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, hey, hey. It's Wednesday o'clock at 9 p.m., so it's time for Common Law Wise Words. Don't have, uh, don't have much to talk about, so if anybody has any suggestions or, or wish to raise their hand, we are we are open to all things around here. Hey, look, there's Sean. What's up, Sean? Hey, man, what's up? Oh, not the much. Got anything on your mind tonight? Some people are commenting mask in the uh, in the comment section. I heard that North Carolina extended. People are saying mask in the comment section, talking about mask. Mask are stupid. Okay. Was that was that good commentary? I mean, I don't know how it is in Tennessee. I know that the governor of North Carolina just extended it and said that everybody's required to wear a mask in North Carolina out in public now and uh, extended the lockdown. I guess the reopening's on hold for another three weeks or something. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it's going here. How's it going there? Everybody's doing pretty much what they want. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're going to start enforcing it, how much they're going to enforce it. I know, like, uh, downtown Greenville down here has made um, a Greenville ordinance for to say that masks are required when you're in public in downtown. Yeah, I guess all I gotta say is people better get their heads out of their butts and do something about all this stuff before it's too late. It's not already too late. I've never seen so much idiocy and fear and uh, capitulation in my whole life. Yeah, it's becoming a crazier and crazier world out there. Never know what's going to happen tomorrow. All I can say is expect the unexpected. It looks like uh, Gus 6 is saying arrested for refusing to give ID, not wearing a mask, cited. I wonder if that is that. Did you talk to JD today? Uh, no, but he kind of texted right before the show started saying that someone right, might so call in about that. So you saw that message he sent? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was that one or not.
I mean, if somebody wants, is you saying somebody wants to talk about that issue? Well, it's guest six, and so they don't have like a mic. So if they could call in or or get on a microphone somehow, I guess they could share their story. What did because uh, yeah, say? a lot can get lost in translation. What? What did the? I I can't see the comments. What did it say? I was just saying. Um, I was cited for not wearing a mask. I refused to give ID, and the tyrant arrested me. What state he's in? What she's in? I don't know. So, but there's really not a, a lot to go on right there. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they can call in, but, I mean, the basic premise is, my guess is there's some ordinance or something. Maybe they're in North Carolina or somewhere there's an ordinance that says they have to wear them. Maybe they didn't have it on and the cop messed with them and then said, show me your ID. And they said, no, I don't want to show you my ID. And uh, then it went from there. I mean, that's about the best I can pull from it. Uh, right. I mean, the text that I got from J.D. said that his buddy was in a store or something. Okay, J.D. saying he's in New Jersey, um, but apparently he was in a store without a mask on and then was leaving and the cop said something about him trespassing. JD says he's trying to call in with a mic. Till he calls in, there's something we can talk about. What's that? What you got? There's a big news story about you know, like the guys that are trannies and say they're women, but they're not women, and they go there and they're biologically a man because they're a man when they're born, they're a man, they're not a woman, and they're joining yeah. women's uh, sports, and they're taking all the damn titles <laughs> from the girls, and all the girls are getting pissed off, and uh, they're like. You know, what's the, I mean, they're getting knocked out of like scholarships, all kinds of stuff. And they're like, this is a girl sport. And they went, so they go to court and I got to figure, I can't remember what the judge's name or where he was from, but they opened up a case, right? They got an attorney and opened up a case to sue for the right to have trannies excluded from female sports, right? Which, you know, that's going to happen. So the judge says, that's fine, but you can't describe a tranny as a biological male in your argument. Like he said, you can't, dif- you know, you can't distinguish that. And, uh, of course, that's absurd. They're trying to get him to recuse himself. And then the counsel's on t- Tucker Carlson going off about it, right? This and that and that and this. And I'm just sitting there the whole time thinking, man, if she really cared about it, she'd just go, why don't you guys just form a private association and leave this organization? And then just exclude men. <laughs> <laughs> just exclude men, trannies, and puppy dogs. Well, that would be discrimination, right? <laughs> not in a private association, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm just teasing anyways. <laughs> I know, I know. But I just, you know, I'm like, yeah, she, this here's this woman, attorney, right? I care so much about women, I'm like, if I'm as stupid as I am, and I know this, you know she knows that. And that's my that's my editorial for the day. Yeah, I mean, the world's just going crazy, man. 
Nobody knows what to do. Nobody can agree on anything, even, you know, the difference between a man and a woman. Yeah, they turn, it's like every answer is right and every answer is wrong. It's a brilliant strategy. I mean, that's a brilliant strategy. Uh, We live in the world of opinions being facts. Well, the other part that's, like, you know, really bad is now you're not allowed to argue facts. I asked, uh, I've got a a customer of mine. She's, uh, she's pretty smart and tenacious, got her own little business going, and they, uh, They make a product, and I got to be careful about this. Mm. I may have to think about that one for a second because I can't really talk about her product. It's nothing illegal, but I don't want to give away who she is. But anyway, I just basically <laughs> asked her. Well, I just basically asked her. There was kind of a little conversation because of what they were they were printing, and uh, I'm like, you know, if you like, if you really had the opportunity to truly understand kind of the big picture and a perspective, but it would make you change your life dramatically, but it was the truth. Would you want to know that or kind of go about your, the way you're going? And she, she basically, if I remember what she said correctly, she basically just said, I'm just going to keep rolling this thing out. And that, but that answer was based on the premise of, what if you could know the truth and how to be free and, you know, be in the know. And she just kind of walked right past it, as I recall. I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, I think people are comfortable, you know, where they're at. Most people don't want to change. Most people don't like change. But change is something that's occurring all of the time, and in my opinion, people should embrace it. Well, they're going to embrace it regardless, ain't they? Sooner or later. Well, I mean... Sooner or later, if they don't embrace it, they'll probably be forced upon them. And that's where we're headed towards. Oh, quickly, too. I really was kind of thinking the riots would be over by now. Are the riots still going on? Apparently. Yeah, I live in my own little world. I do, too. Today Today was my dip day. I dipped into the other world day. Oh, yeah? Did you see what was yeah, going well, on in Tampa? Uh, okay, I didn't dip that deep. <laughs> I, can only, I can only put up with it for like a, a half hour, man, and I start, I just, I'm pissed, and I'm like, no, what's going on in Tampa? Uh, I got no clue. Apparently, they're having protests and riots down there. That's all something like just kind of briefly on the news. They're trying to tear down some statue or something. People were asking where the cops were. 
Oh, I did hear a congresswoman or senate, state senator or something was outside and a transsexual man came running up to her and some other lady. And these are the ones calling for defund the police. And uh, he comes up and starts, you know, kind of scared him. And two people grabbed him and pulled him away. And the first thing she said was, where's the police when you need them? <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Where was the private security? That was who pulled the guy away. <laughs> well, then why do you need police around if you got private security? <laughs> it seems to me like thing. private security would be way more effective. I would think, well, yeah, probably. I don't know if it was private security. Everybody's got a damn mask on, so I don't know. Two guys grabbed the guy. Two black dudes grabbed the guy and pulled him away. And then the first thing she said was, where's the police when you need them? He's the one trying to get rid of them, or, well, pretending that she's going to get rid of them. Yeah, there's nothing. I don't see anything. Uh, well, maybe. I don't see anything in the last six days or so in Tampa. What, did you just do a Google search? I did. I Googled it, man. I admit it. Hundreds ambushed Tampa police responding to a report of shots fired. That was a day ago. I didn't even come up in my thing, man. <laughs> what kind of Google search you got? Apparently, well, I mean, it, you know they structure it toward each person. Unless they've just got it way down at the bottom. That was like the first thing that came up in my feed. <clears throat> I think everybody better be starting to figure out what they're going to do about these orders to wear a mask and uh, take all the risk that goes along with that and get in order to take a vaccine. I think that should be a, a conversation because from my perspective, that's a pretty freaking tiny little line in the sand. Like there's not a lot of gray there. You're either going to do something or you're not. Yeah, I mean, I well, go ahead. No, which one? Well, the one. Well, where I the mean, Patriots gave it the, up Antifa. Well, yeah, but the woman was talking about all the people who were yelling and hollering about wearing masks. You know, where are you now? Talking about the protest. What about that? Was that the one? I don't. I don't know. I just know that when she said it, I was laughing. That could be her. What? Where was it at? Seattle? Uh, I don't know. Like uh, It was just I one of those little it. things you sent me. Hey, 509, what's going on? Hi. So I have a, a, a couple of questions in regards to what you guys are talking about. And some of the other uh, stuff I've heard you talk about, like firing your representative. So, there you go. Um, regarding like um, getting prepared right to stand up against mask wearing and because like really it's 
is standing up against getting the vaccine. So the question is, do I need to like fire my representation and is there a PDF that somehow we can like look at to write our own from? And do we need to, so do I need to like fire my own representation in my state in order to, like if I were to get pulled into the court system regarding not wearing a mask or vaccine that I have more authority to stand on? Uh, yeah, I would say that you would probably want to take that step of firing the representatives first. Okay, so do you have do you have a place where we can actually look at a letter? I mean, I know that you read it um, or, or spoke it, but that that was too fast for me. Is there a way I can get a well, really, example? it's supposed to be. Yeah, really, it's kind of uh, trying to think of a way to get you because you've got it's got to be in your own words. Okay. Got to be from your own heart, and it's got to be right to the point. You know, you're going to want to write. You know, if if one were wishing to make, say, the attorney general of a state aware that they no longer believe that they were, you know, a citizen of the state or the citizen of the United States, whichever you prefer to say. And, uh, you know, if you don't wish for their assistance at this time, as you see no benefit and uh, something to that effect. I mean, there's really no... So no assistance at this time? Well, just, well, think about it like this. I'm trying to get it in your head like a thought. Like if you had, say, say you hired a landscaper and you wanted him to mow your lawn for you. And every time you came home, it just looked ridiculous. Um, it was horrible. And he never weed-eated. At some point, you would be like, look, man, um, this really isn't working out for me right now. It's like, you know, I hired you as a, to benefit me, but you're not benefiting me, and I'm having to go behind you plus pay you. So I no longer require your services at this time. If I ever need you in the future, I'll give you a shout. Okay, so it could sound something like, I mean, this would be my own words, is that 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 she is not, um, not only is she not representing me, but she's not holding up the Constitution, and she's, she's um, I mean, like, actually going against my rights. She, I mean, she's, she's, I mean, she's well, voted for things like... it sounds like you're like, speaking of someone specifically. I mean, who are you speaking okay. of specifically? I'm, I'm speaking of my specific representative, representative right now, representative. Uh, is it like a general assembly for, for the state or is my, it the... My state, my state representative that goes to Washington, D.C. and senators. So am I being too specific? Uh, well, I mean, <clears throat> well, it's like if, if you're going to fire your representatives and you're going to step outside of the system, you got to fire all of them. You can't just say, well, I don't agree with this one individual, but yet I agree with the rest of the system and, and what they're doing and how they're collaborating and governing us. It's, you know, you either 
wish to be governed or you wish not to be governed. And if you don't wish to be governed, then I would take the steps to basically write and fire all of the representatives and not okay. one specific one. If you if you have an issue with one specific one, then I guess you can no, write them a letter personally. I was just still stuck in the system in my head, right? Like, if that makes sense. Like, I was thinking, I'm still thinking like I'm in the system because I mentally am still in the system and I'm trying to get out mentally. And so, you, so that's what I heard you say right there is like, I need to get out fully if I want out. Yeah. I mean, before I would actually exit the system, I would definitely exit it mentally, you know, um, and whenever you feel comfortable actually writing to them and saying, hey, I don't wish for for your services anymore. I don't wish for your governance anymore. Um, you know. But but the question the, 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 the thing but the thing is like it's not that I'm not willing to leave mentally, but it's like being brainwashed for so long, right? I don't know what it I don't know where I'm still mentally in there or not, if that makes any sense. Well, I think that's something that only you can decide for yourself. I don't think anybody could tell you whether you're still mentally attached or or not. You know, if you're fed up with it enough, then then you're not going to be attached to it. Okay, I'm not attached to it. But I guess, like, I guess, I guess it's kind of like, you know, if you're like, someone were in slavery, right? They were a slave and then they they're free like I mean, that's not a good analogy either there's i guess there's it's I don't like know somebody how to walking behave, out of like prison and they don't know yeah exactly like somebody walking mm -hmm. out of prison and they don't know how to function in regular society anymore because in prison exactly you know they had to ask permission to go to the bathroom they had to ask permission to do this they had to you know they had an order and you know, they they knew to make their bed every morning at 6 a.m. before the PO came by. Exactly. And so, like, anyone out, like, they get out, right? And anyone that gives them an order, they, they, in, they initially or almost unconsciously follow it because they're so used to following the direction, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. So I just, I notice that I have got to start thinking like a free woman. And what I'm hearing you say is that it's not, I'm leaving, I'm exiting the whole system and I'm going to do that by writing my state attorney general. Is that correct? Well, I would write to the state attorney general and the attorney general of the United States. They're, they're two different entities. So, so both you of know, them. of course, I would need to write to. Yeah, because your federal representatives go to and your state representatives typically go down to the General Assembly of the state. And then, of course, the ex executor of the state is the governor. So a lot of people, what they do is they kind of, you know, because everybody is hung up on the whole idea of the federal government and the federal government being big and powerful and invasive, uh, you know, so a lot of people will you know, complain about the federal government, but they don't understand that typically the state government is the one that's governing your life on a day-to-day -day basis. 
the federal government doesn't have a whole lot to say about it until it comes to a situation like Obamacare. Okay. Okay, so what I wrote down is that it has to be, it has to be in my own words, and um, that, so, and then the wording, like, I'm, I, I don't understand the proper wording. Like, I'm, I'm giving up my citizenship of the state to the, to the, uh, well, to the, to, uh, to I the mean, state. You, to, to renounce your citizenship, there's a process for doing that. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, you know, basically what I would be doing is just removing my consent, not necessarily renouncing my citizenship because, okay. it, you know, are you really a citizen? I am a citizen. I'm, well, I mean, yeah, I am. I, I mean, I have a birth certificate in that. Okay, well, it's not your birth certificate. It's not your social security number. It's theirs. Okay, okay, it's theirs. Yeah, I, don't I mean, have you one. didn't create it. Your your parents didn't create it. If you look at the birth certificate, it's going to say, you know, state of California's birth certificate, state of South Carolina's birth certificate, just like your driver's license says, state of Florida oh. driver's license. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Hello. Well, thank you. I mean, I'll I'll get off and listen now, but that's that's my two cents. Is like um I want to stand up and I and I I want to be able to do so in in a in the most skillful way that I can that will protect as many mm. rights as I can on my own. Yeah, and if you're if you can get to the chat, I actually put up a YouTube video that I made a couple of years ago called How to Fire Your Representatives and Reclaim Your Rights. Like I put that up in the chat and that's just kind of a guideline on some things to think about okay. uh, if this is the route that you wish to go. <clears throat> so and well, if you're not online, that, then you can... What, yeah, that's, I think I watched that and that's where I got the, I, you know, I mean... I wanted to know more how to do it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, as far as like, you know, what specific words to do and what to say, like most of that's got to come from your heart. I can't tell you what's on your heart. I can't okay. tell you why you wish to leave the system. I mean, I know why I wish to leave the system and I wrote them a letter and explained it to yeah. them. Okay. Hey, hey, 509, how's it going? This is JD. Yeah, it's going okay. I'm so I went to Trader Joe's today and I didn't wear a mask. Oh, and nice. I, was, I know, well, but they have, yeah, yeah. so I'm, I had, I'm glad you know. To, yeah, it's good to hear you. And uh, it's it's interesting that you're talking about this this subject because I was working on mine actually yesterday and today, my my uh, my notice. So um, yeah. I can help you, you know, I can help you a little bit with some of the wording or, you know, that, that, um, that maybe you want to come up with now but um yeah just you know okay. like what, what jc was just saying you know you have to kind of put it in your own words and get the ideas and the concepts from what we're talking about here and then you know and then we can maybe go over it maybe sketch it out and and have a few drafts of it you know and and think about it for for maybe a week you know um okay and one thing i just i heard you say before and maybe jc can 
comment on this was that you know you started to bring up the constitution or something like that and i thought that maybe might that might be a little bit accusatory or or kind of blaming or pointing a finger kind of an attitude i i i, I don't know if i would do that um well what do you think what do you think jc yeah i mean i i would tend to agree it's like when you're writing something like this you're not trying to tell them what they're doing or how they're acting you're you're you really wish to stick to what you're doing and how you feel and what you see happening in the world and why you feel this way and then just basically tell them that you don't wish to participate i'm writing so, um that's really good see this is the stuff that makes a lot of sense to me but i i don't i'm not clear enough to see it is because um I think that I, the old way that I used to think is, or still kind of entrenched in, is that I have to prove to somebody why I'm making the choice that I'm making, and I don't have to do that. I get to just say, um, no, thank you. There you go. You absolutely don't have, have anything that you have to prove to them. Right. It's like if you were on a date and, it, and the date was going badly and, and you wanted to go home, you don't have to have all these kind of proofs and explanations of why you don't like it. It's just you want to leave and you want to end it. And you right. do it, you know, you do it amic amicably and honorably. You know, there's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's not you, it's me, you know, <laughs> kind <laughs> so of an attitude. I, I want to say, like, the one thing that, like there's many things but this is one of the things that I, I am really um appreciating about this work or this whatever this is is that it is very empowering and it's also very respectful and i appreciate that about the the, the way that the mindset of this yeah, well, I mean, that's one of the main ideas, right, is to be respectful. It's like we get a lot of people coming on here saying, oh, you know, I want to go after them. How do I make them do A, B, and C? How do I force them to uphold the law? How do I force them to do this and that? And the real thing is, is that if you don't wish for them to force you to do anything, you can't turn around and try to force them to do something. You can, you can tell them what you're going to do, what you're willing to do. Um, and then you can kind of go along with, with whatever they're doing, uh, you know, and you can go along with it just by not telling them, hey, stop. Uh, so, yeah. but always keep it respectful because if you were in the other position, wouldn't you wish for somebody to show you respect? Absolutely. But, but I think that there's this place in it prior to like even... There was a video I think that JD like posted about protesting and like it's saying that if you're protesting, you're basically still in the system. And I and I and I think that there's the way to become respectful, I believe, is stepping out of the system. But when you're in the system, it seems like you have to fight for your rights, like right, you have to like fight them for it because there's not this realization yet that you can actually just step out and be respectful. At least for me, that's my process. 
Well, when you're still in the system, you're not fighting for rights. If if you are fighting for something, you're fighting for a privilege. Um, once you're in the system, there's no such thing as a as a right, so to say. You know, you have privileges, and and they get to make a decision on whether they wish to um, respect that privilege or not. Can anybody hear me? Uh, yeah, man, we can hear you. Is that here? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's me. I'm the guy who got arrested. Oh, how's it going? What happened? So me and my wife, we went to Goodwill. We heard Goodwill was open. That's one of our place, favorite places to go. And uh, we walk in, greet the cashier. They, she greets us back. We walk to the back, and the manager comes at me very strongly. You have to put on a mask, like demanded, like like she was the ultimate supreme being over my life. And I said very calmly, I said, I'm sorry, I don't wear masks. And she went into the back, grabbed the mask, and tried to hand it to me with her hand. And I looked at the mask, and I said, the green light didn't go on to take the mask. So I said, sorry, again, I don't wear masks. And then I said, look, I don't want to be harassed about this. Um, if, you know, and I questioned, I wanted to know if the store was a private entity or a public entity, like a, because they, it's goodwill. So they receive taxpayer money to rehabilitate criminals. They give them jobs, and the state pays for that. So she says, I think we're a private enterprise. I said, okay, just wanted to make sure. And the conversation ended, and all I heard was, I'm calling the cops. So I was like, all right, well, I t you know, my wife had come up to me at that moment. We started walking around, and I saw a clerk. I said, does, it, does this mean I have to leave? You know, it's like, I don't want to be a problem. And the cop comes in the door like, uh, he must have been waiting outside or something. I don't know. But he greets me. He's like, what's up? I said, what's up? I said, he immediately says, you have to leave. I said, okay. I said, well, I'm going to be filing a complaint against this. And I did record the video. I was trying to record it as soon as I saw the cop. I kept taking pictures of, of our feet. And then I gave up, but I did record, and the recording picks up right there. And you can hear him say, well, I'm going to file charges also. So that was in response to me saying, well, I'm going to, I asked him for his uh, a business card, and he didn't have a business card. And I, then I said, I'm going to file, I'm going to be filing a complaint against this. And my target was more goodwill, not really him, because I didn't really care what the cops were doing. I thought it was just going to be, see, all right, you know, they, they, you're not allowed to be here, get off the property, and that was going to be it. And then he said he's going to bring charges against me, and I said for what, or or what kind of charges? Oh, you know, the governor's order, and I said that's constitutional. And then I started walking. And I saw a quarter on the ground. I tried to pick it up, but it was glued to the floor. Ha ha, it got me. And I walked outside. And I started heading to my truck because I thought that it was over. But the cop was like, I need your ID. 
And I turned him and I said, for what? He said, I'm charging him. I said, charging me, what's the charge? And what did he say? Oh, trespass. And I said, dude, you asked me to leave and I left. How's that trespassing? Oh, I still need your ID. And I said, no. And then he pulled out his cuffs and I, I complied. I said, let's go. You know, uh, all right, come on. And he took me down, processed me, got my information and his story. Okay, was the cop wearing a body cam? Yes. And I'm going to be filing for a public records inquiry about that. What do you mean a public records inquiry? On the, I went to the township to get the complaint or to sign a complaint and the chief of police was there and he was had it brought out a pencil and paper and in my head I'm like, oh my god, this tyranny just not, does not end. I said, I need a complaint form, sir. And so, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I'll get you a complaint form. <laughs> so he gets me the complaint form, hands it to me and I notice if you wish to have any, uh, there's a you have to email to get these public records because nobody's in the office. So let me see if I can look at it on my phone. Well, what did they actually charge you with? I guess he actually charged you with um, trespassing. No, that's the thing. He didn't even bring that up in the police report. He trespassed me, me for uh, disorderly conduct and failure ID. Uh, well, what's the disorderly conduct? Not wearing a mask. Okay. Um, you know, so going back to uh, getting the uh, video, the body cam off of them, uh, you're talking about writing to the public records department? Yeah, it says right here. Um, all not emergent reports can be okay. All records requests can be emailed to records, and then they give the email address. So I got to email them a record request of the body cam and the date and time. Okay. Well, why don't you just uh, write to whoever's prosecuting the case or whoever's going to be pursuing the case and require that they give over disclosure? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Could do that. The evidence, what they have, because they have uh, to yeah. get the video from. They said they're going to get the video from uh, Goodwill too. So, and any evidence that I present, they're going to want to see that. So, and you know, the disclosure. Yeah, I mean, just um, yeah, because. Uh, I can almost guarantee you that if you just put in a public records request, they're going to deny it. Right. Because they don't have to hand that over to you. But if you uh, require disclosure um, from from the prosecutor, they have to hand that over. Yeah, yeah. And they got to hand over actually all the evidence they are, they're going to try and use against me for that. And in my evidence, for me to submit my video, I have to submit that to the disclosure too, right? Uh, well, um no, not necessarily. No, nah, because I mean, if you're being charged criminally, you don't have to disclose anything. So to defend myself, like if I wanted to present my wife as a witness. 
you just put her on the witness list, but you don't have to disclose anything else. Okay, okay. Just put her on the witness. Yeah, they're going to want to talk to her. And, and when the cop said you... He also, like, when he said for what um, the charges, he also said they didn't tell you to leave. And me and my both wife both said no at the same time. I was like, no. You know what I mean? They're, and that gave him a clue. Like, uh, dude, you got taken for a ride. They, they, they called and they just wanted me out of the store, but they didn't tell me to leave. So why don't you let this go and save the township a lot of money? Because you're going to look really stupid in the process. But he chose to puff up and, and go that route. And I just, I spoke to an attorney and he came at me hard. Like he came at me like the, the prosecutor. And in the end, he says, Harry, uh, I will definitely take this case. Um, and I said, what about the video I have on my video? He goes, you do what, you, what your heart thinks. Because, and I said, well, if I take it down, it makes me look guilty. I'm not taking it down because that's what happened. And I want to expose this guy, not to expose him. I want to make people aware of what's going on. Well, what do you mean about the video and taking it down? Like, did you post the video of it on, you know, Facebook or something? Yeah. My personal video, okay. the, one I, the one I got. And when you were talking about they were asking you if the people from the store asked y'all to leave or not, and you and your wife both said no, and then you kind of went into they were kind of questioning if the officer really... Who who was the they? Was that when you were getting booked and some sort of magistrate or what? No, when me and my wife, both, the cop asked us when I walked out the door, this was... Immediately after I walked out the door and he asked for my ID, this was part of that conversation. So, so it went, and this is part that you have recorded. Yeah. On your cell phone that's up on the internet. Yeah, my, yeah. I can post it if you want. I think I can. Yeah, sure. I mean, put a link up on the on the chat. But yeah, you know, you can hear in my voice like. Really? For what? <laughs> so, and they took you downtown to process you. Did you go before magistrate, or did they just process no. you and turn you around and let you leave? Yeah, they processed me and and let me walk out the door. I was in there maybe an hour. So no, no holding tank. No being was... put in with a bunch of other people. I was in jail, and the guy left the cuffs on, and they, you know, I took a picture of the, the marks that left just to have evidence that they processed me and took me into the custody and placed me in a jail cell with handcuffs on. And I asked him, I said, what's your policy about handcuffing uh, detainees in a jail cell? And he didn't answer me. Did that happen yesterday? Saturday. Saturday? Yeah. Well, that's hey, a man, bad did you get a Saturday. Hey, did you uh, get a chance to hear what he wrote in the narrative under the disorderly specifically? Yeah, I got all that. Um, I can 
What did he say was the the because and do the townships follow? Uh, I can't remember in Jersey the townships. Do they follow state statutes or do they write their own disorderlies? That I'm not sure. Can you look on your report and tell me if it says two C colon thirty three dash two A? Yes, that's exactly what it says. Two C colon thirty three. Right, he charged you. Okay, he's charged you under the uh, state statute. And here's what it says. There's two different ways. So in the narrative, did he say that you were endangering creating a no. hazardous or physically dangerous condition? Here's the police report. Here's what he wrote. Within the jurisdiction of this court, purposely, pur purposely prevent or attempt to prevent a public servant from lawful, lawfully performing an official function by means of an independently unlawful act, refusing to wear a mask in the Goodwill store under New Jersey governor laws. Defendant was asked for his information for the complaint, and the defendant refused to give his information. And then it goes down to that another paragraph. Not very, he's not very smart, man. <laughs> I didn't think he was. He, 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 reminded, he wrote is retarded. And then he said, within the jurisdiction of this court, commit an offense under the this subsection by failing to wear an approved face mask under the New Jersey governor's guidelines under the COVID policies. The defendant refused to wear a mask while shopping at the Goodwill store. Defendant refused numerous times when asked to put one on. End of story. End of uh, report. That's golly. That's he wasn't. Easy. He could. He couldn't he even. <laughs> yeah. He had to have a Mantua cop. He, the Mantua cop actually recognized me. He was like, do you own a business or something? I said, uh, possibly. What, what What are you talking about? He's like, a construction business? I said, yeah, I do. I said, I tried to get one off the ground, but it didn't go very far. It was a Facebook ad, and because of the coronavirus, nobody wanted house repairs. <laughs> and... He had to help the guy fingerprint, and I'm like, "Did this guy know what he's doing? Did he pass law uh, his the academy, or was he no, backer in? No, they don't really teach you how to fingerprint in the academy. You learn that just from your FTO officer. There's a lot of stuff you don't learn in the academy. Oh, you just have to, you so kind of learn it, learn it in real time, you know. So, what would you say would be the biggest inaccuracy of this report. Well, first of all, it's not unlawful. And, you know, there's nothing in, about a mask and specifically in the in the statute itself. Um, mm, that's a good you know, point. Person a ha it says a person who creates a hazardous or... Here's what it says. This can mean improper behavior. Okay. Um, then it goes on to kind of say, it's kind of ambiguous, man, because it, I mean, it, it's talking about creating a hazardous or physically dangerous con condition, but you would literally have to be sick and knowingly sick and going in there to cause that kind of condition. You see what I'm saying? 
Right, and, and I and I ridiculous. He he just did that because he thought he could. Yeah, and in, in my mind, I'm like, but am I, and I'm, wouldn't he have to like check my temperature or something to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that I am sick and I am hazardous to people? And I'm like, what is this guy doing? So all I right, mean, so he can obviously doesn't have to do that, but I'm, you know, yeah. in their world, they're, you know, if you're kind of going along with the system, they're looking at it like you have to follow that edict from the governor. Yeah, Governor Murphy did. I think it was April 18th, if I'm not, if I'm correct. He did say that masks are required in stores, and if you don't wear one, you can be charged with disorderly conduct. That he did say that. He but said what now? He said if you don't wear a mask in the store, you can be charged with disorderly conduct. Now no, I didn't know that until I. No. Let's see. Good Lord. I mean, it's a little ambiguous, but it's like, here's what it says. Improper behavior. A person is guilty of petty, petty disorderly person's offense if, with a purpose to cause public inconvenience, annoyance, or alarm, or recklessly creating a risk, he engages, thereof, he engages in, and then it gives you examples, like engages in fighting or threatening violent or tumultuous behavior, or creates a hazardous or physically dangerous condition by any act which serves no legitimate purpose of the actor. I think that's an interesting... So, like... <clears throat> and I'm not saying I would go the legal route. I'm just saying what it reads here. Yeah, because I so mean... Everything, the... everything, all those things in the beginning, you're guilty of it if... it's a, you, you per, With the purpose, in other words, with the intent to cause... Okay, so like you, you're like I'm trying to mess the public up. Engages oh. in fighting and threatening. Engages in well, everything is intent, man. Okay, everything has to be intent. Anyway, engages in fighting or threatening behavior, uh, violent or tumultuous behavior, or creates a hazardous or physically dangerous condition by which any act serves no legitimate purpose. So even if you're in a physically dangerous condition, it it just can't serve a legitimate purpose. It, it, has has to, to it, has to serve, it has to have a legitimate purpose, right? Like, in other words, whatever's necessary and proper. And then it says uh, offensive language. A person is guilty of this if, uh, with the purpose to, uh, see again, with the purpose to offend sensibilities of a ear or a reckless disregard <laughs> of the probability of so doing, he addresses unreasonably loud or coercive, eventually coarse or abusive behavior. Given the circumstances, the person's present, and the setting of the utterance to any person oh. present. Then it says so public you... means public means affecting or likely to affect persons in a place which the public or a substantial group has access among the places included are highways, traffic, yada yada. Okay. So if I called him an effing tyrant he might be able to get me for this early, but not really because I don't see how because he probably was. Well, you were just telling I was, the truth. I didn't know the truth was uh, illegal. Yeah, exactly. Well, he was, he said, well, oh, "I'm an effing tyrant now, right?" Oh no, I said it. 
I was I was no, in jail. No, I would use it in court. I might. But oh I no, no, no! <laughs> Definitely not going to bring that up in court. If he wants to, he can so desire. But I'm going to plead the fifth because I I was no, never man, in I'm just saying, I was saying if he did bring it up in court, I would probably say, well, of course I said it. It's not offensive. He is an effing idiot. Well, I'm just going to ask him to strike that for the record because my rant, Miranda rights were not re read ever. And that was why I was in jail. Yeah, I thought cops had... You know, I know do they don't remember, have to... Do remember that you live in the galactic empire of New Jersey where even the <laughs> stadies look like freaking SS troopers. Yeah, judges here are corrupt, man. They're bad. Sweetiest governor I think you guys have ever had, too, by the way. I don't know. I think uh, Chris, uh, Christy Whitman was the worst. No, I just mean he looks goofy. He's like a, he's like a oh. chicken hawk. Yeah, he's got some weird teeth, man. I, I wouldn't want to get bitten by him. He might catch he's real powerful if he's got guys with guns around him, but I bet he wouldn't <laughs> be so big in Walmart. Yeah. By himself. <laughs> I don't know how he gets past the smell past Newark, but he's got special mask when he goes through there. Everybody's got to wear a mask when you go to Newark. You might die. Let alone get shot. But yeah, that's that's some pretty good intent. I learned something tonight. Intent. I wonder why my lawyer didn't bring that up. Uh, because your lawyer you just wants your money. money. <laughs> <laughs> he wants your money first, man. Oh, yeah, he wants that $300 an hour mark. Hey, what what, what stage? You guys are in stage two, aren't you? Yeah, we just came out of the Nazi prison camp, and now we're allowed to go to the gas chamber. But Here, Here's the thing, that regardless of whether you went with an attorney um, or what, you got to remember, your state actors up there are losing their damn minds. And there's probably not a lot of justice going on up there. So even if you're in the right, if you lose, doesn't mean you're wrong. Yeah, gonna, I get that. Know, I sus yeah, I suspect that I'm gonna have really to trying appeal to hammer it. that narrative. Yeah, I'm going to have to appeal it. I mean, it's... That, uh, these judges are just going to go along with the scare tactic. Oh, yeah, there's a deadly virus out there. When's your court mm -hmm. date? Uh, let's see. When's the court date, babe? August. August what? I think it's like August 20th or something like that. August 29th? Where's the court? Where's the paper, man? Now, oh, did you him. know JD by any chance? No. Okay, I thought I did. I didn't know if you knew JD. He brings so many people. <laughs> he, he's the I one who told me to come here. He is. Yeah, he is the one who got me to come here. Hey, okay. in fact, in in the governor's order, it uh, it actually puts the requirement on the business and not the individual themselves. Yes, and what ha what they did wrong and their major aspect is 
I can no problem. California's got a, a similar statute or a similar uh, communist law that there are exemptions, health exemptions, and the reason why people can't wear a mask. And HIPAA does cover this. That internet thing where HIPAA, no, HIPAA only covers, no. HIPAA does cover this. They're not allowed to ask you your medical condition. It's either do you have a medical condition, yes or no, that's it. They can't ask you what you have. They can't, and you know, a cop can't do nothing. If he wants to really go into it, he's going to have to get a warrant for your me medical history. But I have uh, high blood pressure, and I do get shortness of breath. And that's one of the statutes in the California Code is anybody who has shortness of breath is obvious. You know, you don't even have to go to a doctor. You don't have to wear a mask. So that's the third step that they failed. They have a policy you have to follow here. Remind, tell the person. Uh, go ahead. Good. Well, I was just going to ask you, like, what do you, how long have you been, like, kind of on a path like this, like, looking into issues like this of law or the difference between legal and lawful, things that JD talks about a lot that this show talks about? Oh, almost all the all my, all, all my life. <laughs> okay. I mean, the cops have well, been harassing. You... <clears throat> well, I was just I trying know... to think about which way you might want to go about it. You know, you called an attorney. Yeah, and also, I'm not. I'm not paying. I'm not paying for an attorney. Um, if they will, I um, there's a there's one guy. He, I spoke to him, and he says, "Listen." I'm going to look into it. I'm going to talk to my firm. But would you be willing to go, say, the civil route and go after your, you know, your rights and go after the bigger shot? And I said, yeah, of course. I want to go all the way with this. I don't ever want a, a U.S. citizen to ever, ever go through this again. Is okay. So what we would offer you would be a pro bono deal but we want the civil part too. So they'll fight here. They'll fight the criminal, get that dismissed and whatever. And then they want the, the civil with me as a witness. It's Sean. I don't think Harry sees yet what you're, what you're mentioning. Yeah, I figured he didn't. Um, that's why I asked when his court date was to see if he would have enough time to wrap his head around it enough to have fun with it instead of getting stressed and use it as a use it as a uh, a learning tool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, you know, and there's no guarantee he could pull it off, but there's nothing like going in there and just you know. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it, just do it. You know, if you're gonna go to the dance, maybe you're not the most eloquent dancer, but at least you tried. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you get that yeah. you get that front line experience, you know, and on something simple that really they're gonna go, Will you just pay the fine, please, for the love of God? You know, something <laughs> like that. Where they don't really get pissed off too bad. And just, you know, but that's you know, that's a pretty big decision because you know, it's a little spooky. You're not used to that well, kind of thing, especially when you're not used to going to court. No, I've been in court many times. Um, 
many times, control. and they. Uh, I went to court, and I was in a domestic violence dispute. And it, you, you're gonna love this one. The guy came, but the girl didn't show up to court. And man, I'm like, oh man, that guy's lucky. He gets to walk. All right. No, 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 no. The judge says, sir, I want to hear. I'm just going to have put your testimony on the record. So, because she may be, you know, afraid to be here. We're just going to put your testimony on record. So the judge is, uh, okay, he's listened to guy's testimony. So he is, there's a, there was a scuffle between you two is what you're saying. It's like, yeah, there was, you could say that, but I didn't hit her. Right there, the judge says, okay, well, um, I ha I'm I'm just going to tell you that there was a scuffle. You told me there's a scuffle. I'm going to accept that as your testimony. And I find you guilty of domestic violence, a minor infraction. Do you own, own, own any firearms? Yeah, that's what I mean. This judge, I was like, what the hell just happened? This judge is like the prosecutor and is interrogating the guy right now. So... He found the guy guilty without even the witness being there. The the uh, the complaint. I've never seen that in my life. I've never heard of it. But this judge and, it, and I was up next, so I was like, "Well, I'm not going to admit that I, I there was an altercation." So he's he tried to get me to say. I said, "No." Uh, she chased me and I ran. That was the that was the end. The gist of it. So she said, "Yes, there was an altercation and." You know, he grabbed my cell phone out of my hand and he ran with it. And I said, Your Honor, that cell phone's in my name. I, I didn't ask you to talk. Okay, I, I think there was a scuffle. I'll find you guilty. And I was just like, what is going on here? So that's when I knew that New Jersey has a lot of corruption in it. Because if it's happening in the courts, the cops are a part of it. Hey, Miles is raising their hand, so I'm going to unmute Miles. Miles, you are unmuted. How's it going, guys? It's going all right. How you doing? Oh, Wednesday. Oh, man. Through another Wednesday. <laughs> How's it going, Miles? Oh, good. Sorry I missed you guys last week. A whole bunch of people came over to my house. I was working on a car, and everybody came over. I wanted to get on last week, and... Don and I talked about asking a quest, couple questions about some stuff uh, on Facebook. Uh, you got there. some questions? Yeah. I know you've been talking about going down to the court and swearing out warrants. And I just wanted to know if there's like a procedure for that or is it kind of a basic thing? You just go in and, and then what if like right now when, when the courts are closed? How would you do that if the if the courts were closed? Well, they they have to have a magistrate on call twenty four seven. I mean, you know, if a cop pulls somebody over at three in the morning and they're drunk, what do you think they do? You think they just wait? Yeah, that makes sense. I guess so. Uh, so they if there wasn't one there, they would just like you said. Obviously, there's not one there. They just call one in. So you wouldn't, I was thinking maybe you'd go down to like the sheriff or something, but they, they just, 
They uh, serve that, warrants. They that's what they really do. Produce them. Well, that's no, no, no. That's not true. Oh, okay. I wrote many warrants sitting in a sheriff's office. Plus, that's where the magistrate the night on nights he he was all. Usually, they would just stay there and sit because every you know by the time they got home they get called back in because everybody was arresting everybody. But uh, so they ended up just having a room set up for the magistrate to sleep there. They had they called them you know they were clerks. Night clerk is what we called them. They come out and sign warrants. Oh, okay, so so I would just call the number the number of my local courthouse, and if nobody answers, I'd call the sheriff's office in. Is that is that what you guys would do, or? Well, I would probably just go down there, and um, you know, different jurisdictions handle these things differently, uh, but. Like Sean said, they should have somebody down at the sheriff's office, a magistrate or clerk, somebody to basically hear some type of testimony if any man or woman wishes to come and swear out a warrant. All right. That makes sense. I figured it was pretty simple. It's just something I've never dealt with or ever done. I've heard about it in the past, and then I heard you kept talking about it in your videos and stuff, and I was like, I'd ask the question. So, is there a specific situation going on that you would feel that you would need to do that? No, not right now. Just for future reference, you know, if I ever have to. I mean, that's something's pretty, you know, something pretty serious would have to happen to to do that. Like, obviously the the Floyd deal, you know. It's uh, I don't know. Well, that's probably that's probably about all I got uh, for questions tonight. Sorry, I'm not too good on the phone, or <laughs> it's not my forte. <laughs> it's good to uh, hear. Well. Good to hear from you, yeah, Miles. Th- thanks yeah. for coming out. Yeah, thanks for all you guys do. As you, I've learned a lot from listening to you guys, and it's it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty, he's active, John. I mean, he's on the, the Common Law Shamanism page. He's on my page. He's on J. I mean, there's, he's all over the map, man. He's really, he's really on it. He's trying really hard. Yeah, there's just, there's so much to absorb out there. It's, it's hard. And I, my, my dad's opened my mind since I was a little kid to all this stuff. And he was in a journal society when he was, uh, when I was probably in my early mid teens and I went to a couple of their meetings and everybody there was all about the driver's license and dealing with tickets and stuff, just like most of you guys have talked about. It's uh and I've kind of grown up with all of the stuff that you guys have talked about. I've grown up with all those stages and, and I found Carl and then uh, I found you guys after when uh, I think it was Craig Lynch's page I found Carl's uh, some of Carl's stuff on Craig Lynch's page, and then I found the the I Man and the New History of America, which is awesome. And uh, then he had some of your guys' stuff on there, and I found your talk shoe, and there's so much stuff; <laughs> it's crazy. Whole different world out there. Yeah, it is. Quick question. Especially if you've never heard it before. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So back to the, the this police officer who wrote this citation. 
Do you think he had a lawful order to ask me for ID based on trespassing if I wasn't trespassing? Um, Did I have a right to refuse? I mean, the, New Jersey a, is that's not. That's catch-22. Yeah, I was thinking he, because what I'm going to go with with my defense is I'm not going to attack the officer's character. I want to believe that he was in goodwill, but I'm just going to clarify that he could have been a little bit more clearer because I didn't get the green light to, you know, my brain works on a stop and go process. If someone comes and demands that I pay them X amount of dollars, I'm going to say, okay, for what? Oh, um, remember I lent you money 20 years ago? Okay, here's your dollar back, sir. Sorry. You know what I mean? The red, the green, you got to convince me with evidence or some kind of bill. Okay, yes, I remember this. And it didn't go off. Like he said, trespassing. I'm not giving you my ID for trespassing because I wasn't trespassing. And what you're doing, you're basing your information off of hearsay. They never told me to leave if they did, if that's what they complained to you about. So, you know, if he would have been more clear, I would have gladly gave my. If he would have told me, oh, well, I'm signing a complaint against you about not wearing a face mask. Here, here's my ID. You know what I mean? So I don't I, think that was fair. Go ahead. Hey, Harry, I, I just, I know that you said one attorney um, said that, you know, if, if they would do it pro bono if you'd be a witness in, in a civil cause of action. But did you talk to another attorney? No. So that was the only one? Yeah, he's the only guy. He went through these steps with me, and he was really, he was acting like the prosecutor. I got emotional, and I was, I was getting mad at him. I'm like, look, man, because he was accusing me, kind of. Not really, but he was trying to make me look like a bad guy. And basically, he was setting me up for to see if I was he wanted to take the case. And he's, you know, he was like, you, you got a good shot at this. And I think that we can help you in this case. And I think that we can do very well. A couple of your your store, we just have to uh, fine tune and get you more of not attacking the courts or the officer, but giving your side, your testimony, and how it made you feel. I was like, okay, that's fair. Is that I have a quick question. You know, he didn't. He, go ahead. It. How would this be? I mean, I understand where you were at in the Goodwill. Is that public or private? And and my they next said, part of that is, could, is understanding the law, could a courthouse require a mask be worn being a public venue? I'm not sure. That's a good question. Well, to if, my if, understanding, in well, certain no, no. states, the courthouse, courthouses are requiring masks to be worn. I, I actually know somebody who went to court at the beginning of the month, and they didn't have a mask on them, and they, you know, the bailiffs refused to let them into the courthouse. Yeah, unless you have a breathing condition. 
And like I said, I can, m my family doctor will write me that note over a phone call. <laughs> oh, heck, come on in. He's, he's done my DOT physicals. I've, I'm a truck driver. And I get, um, every two years, I got to get a medical card. And every two years, high blood pressure, high blood pressure. Every, I have ADHD. That's what I was diagnosed when I was a child. I never sought treatment with it, and I don't get into it. I don't believe that I'm not going to treat myself for something that isn't killing me. I mean, we all got to die someday. Hey, if I die of ADHD, it's fine with me. I believe uh, I believe in my... Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask uh, the caller from 423 if he had another question. Because I think oh. we might have answered one, maybe not the other. No, that was. I think we. Well, I mean, it's, you know, the the goodwill requiring the mask be worn. That's my understanding is that's private. You know, it's kind of like um, playing bumper cars in the parking lot of Walmart. <clears throat> you know what the jurisdiction is. So, but in it's kind uh, of in, but it's in, really kind of both. It is owned by somebody, but it's frequented by the public. It's also it also has a public charter. I mean, it has it, it has its own charter. Plus, it has a business license. Well, and plus, when yeah. people from Goodwill called the officers in, they they gave mm -hmm. them jurisdiction. Yeah, I mean, I, I understood that. So, but do they have jurisdiction to, to sign a complaint against me that I'm not wearing a mask? Well, I, mean, I mean, he did. No, did the people did from walk. Goodwill sign the complaint, or did the officer? The officer. You know, I mean, did the people from Goodwill join in on this complaint? They're not listed on this uh, on the certification. And it's just the local jurisdiction that's facing. It has nothing to do with Goodwill at this point anymore. Yeah, the fact that Goodwill called me, called the cops. And they must have thought I was trespassing. They told me to leave. That wasn't the case. I was ready for them because I was waiting to write that to open the civil part up on that. Say, okay, what's your name? We well, already knew her name, Patricia. My wife knows her name. We're frequent customers. Like I said, this they they're never going to be able to prove that I was doing this just to harass them and bait them because I'm a frequent customer. I'm well known in this place. And if I got to subpoena them, their store employees for witnesses, for character witnesses, that's not a problem. And I know you say, have I ever spoke to an attorney for No, but like I said, I've been in court many times. I did have cases won by me to get my license back. Uh, and I have a case going right now. The guy didn't pay, pay me prevailing rate, and he fired me for it. For, and I'm getting them for unlawful termination and back pay. So, I mean, I've dealt with courts and for a while. Not much. So are you on, doing that in like a small claims court, or do you have an attorney handling that? Like, how's that going down? Yeah, I have a, a labor attorney. He's handling that pro bono, and that's the only way I'm going to take it, taking cases. And I don't stress about it. When they call me, they call me. You know, the. 
the labor claim, that's already in the process. The complaint's been signed. It's been entered into the courts, and now we're in the 240-day uh, discovery. Yeah, I just think what Shaman was kind of talking about earlier with going into court and handling it is when you go into court and you handle it without an attorney. Because, of course, when you have an attorney, your attorney's just doing all the talking. You know, there's really nothing to be worried about unless you did something wrong, facing some prison right. time. Yeah, I, I've represented myself in court before. A guy ran a red light and he hit me. And he even had a witness. And I have a military friend. He was a, um, a brag attorney. And he kind of gave me some pointers, opened me up to wording. And the the witness said, "Oh, he's driving radical and all this stuff." And I, all my only, I only had one question for her. I said, "Did you know my intentions?" And she said, "No." And once she said no, I was like, "Okay, you're done." I said, "No, no, the, no further questions, Your Honor." And he kind of chuckled on his his breath. He said, "Okay, ma'am, thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for being here for this gentleman. He really appreciates it." And then the guy, the their his lawyer questioned me, gave me a couple questions, and then I questioned his. I put his his uh or the guy who's saying he was hit me, the complainant. I put him on the stand. And I asked him a bunch of questions, and I asked him, "Did you know that yellow means clear the intersection?" No, I didn't know that. <laughs> no further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> So they the the court he was like okay well I have no choice here I I have a clear vision of what happened and he, the judge actually read the story that we both gave and then he read his verdict and he found me not guilty of both both charges that the cop wrote and the attorneys kind of applauded me I think he's like hey good job man I was like really. <laughs> like yeah you won i'm like okay well i didn't win because i'm still out of all this money i had to pay for my truck getting repaired so yeah you should go after him i was like no man the guy had a beat up toyota and it looked like it, his house i'm not going after this guy and i had a hundred twenty thousand dollar truck you know what what kind of person am i if i go after the poor like that Maybe back on the mass thing, Harry, when you went into the uh, Salvation Army and the person who worked there told you you needed a mask, you should have probably just left, you know, because it is a private place and you have to kind of honor their wishes to, you know, like, like I've been going to stores lately and they'll tell me, hey, we're required, you're required to wear a mask. And I said, really? They said, "Yeah," and I said, "Well, that's kind of new. When did that start?" And they said, "Oh, this just happened yesterday, because I live in California, okay. and they the, they just gave an order that it's mandatory for the whole state to wear masks in public." Yeah. So, so it's pretty much they're just enforcing the business owners; they want only ones enforcing it. Right, and right, said, and oh, I. W- I just said, "Okay, yeah. thank you," you know, and you just walk away. Instead of, you know, cause all the controversy, look at all the stuff you just caused by going in there yeah, and, and, that, and making a big stink about it, you know. 
I've just been that's walking what I, away. It's a lot better to do it that way, I think. Yeah, I've been I like I said, I have a relationship with this business. We've been I've been doing business with them for I'm gonna say ten years. And when I got married, me and my wife go there every weekend. And we go shopping for, you know, junk. <laughs> yeah, it's salvation. For, for deals. Right? Yeah. It's a, goodwill, yeah. Yeah, goodwill. And we've, we, I know the employees by name. They know us by name. So when she came at me like that, I was, I was shocked. I was like, okay, well, that was uncalled for. Um, you know, I, I was very polite to her until she started uh, harassing me. I'm not going to change the wording. She was harassing me. And the third step that she failed was you tell them that, that the mask is required, you offer them a mask, and then you ask if they have a medical condition. And she didn't get to the third step before she ranted off and called the cops. So I'm pretty – I have some confidence that I can win this case even if I don't have anybody representing me. Like you said, I've been in courtrooms, and I, I understand wording. Um, the courts are going to look to see if I had intent, malicious intent to harm this business, and I didn't. I was just there doing business because, you know, like you said, after that incident, I walked into a Wawa. I said, listen, I don't have a mask. I don't wear a mask. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Okay, you know, I'll ask for I don't want to cause a stink. I don't want to. You know, this is this isn't worth my time. But the officer made it worth my time. I mean, not worth my time, but he made it my time. He's now taking my time away from my life and he embarrassed me in front of my wife. You know, did he have to do that? All the tension that's going on with police right now. Did he really have to write that ticket and be so petty? I want to say the word. There's a hundred different ways he could have handled it. And in the end, we could have shook hands and I could have agreed not to go back there ever again, which I already did in my own mind. I already made that establishment. But he went the extra inch and pushed my buttons. So now we have the, the state is going to have to waste all these resources just because he couldn't let it go. Because yeah, I can't let kind it go. Of a, I'm still kind of of the opinion that, you know, it could have stopped when the, they just asked you to put the mask on. You could have just said, all right, I don't have a mask. I'll just leave, you know. It could have, you could have stopped it right there. And then I'm not saying the whole thing's your fault, but you could have just, you could have handled it a little differently. I realized maybe the lady was being mean or whatever. But, right. You know, and that took me off, that took me off of like, it shocked me, I, and it changed the atmosphere. I, I, yeah, so you know, I just I walk out, man, because it's not my property. I'm, I'm like, thankful to be able to shop in the store, you know. So, it's their place. yeah, exactly. It's not mine. Yeah, you're right, and so I respect I just, private property. Honor, honor their and respect what they, they want, and if they they want that at the door, then I just don't go in the store. Right, and that's why I turned to the cashier or the other employee i said does this mean i have to leave you know just kind of puzzled like should i leave and then she said she called the cops and i said all right well if the cops are called then i'm not gonna run like a criminal 
gonna wait till he gets here and see what he has to say. You know, if he finds, if he wants to do anything about it, then that's his. That's on him. And he's gonna definitely settle this. He's a police officer. He's a man out serving the public. Okay. He's gonna end this con controversy. Okay, Mister Dewitt. They don't want you in the building no more. Don't come back. End the story. You know what I mean? But now this cop's got a big head, and he has to push it and make it go farther. Yes, it could have been resolved in my way, but it also could have been resolved her way. I say, listen, we require a mask, and under those provisions, if you don't have a mask, we can't service you. You have to leave. Okay, ma'am, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll wait in the car. My wife will. My wife had a mask on. I said, I'll wait in the car, you know, easily. Well, then what did they arrest her for? Because didn't you say that they arrested both of y'all? No, no, no. They didn't. My wife had a mask on. They didn't arrest her. I was the only one who was arrested. And that's failure to show my ID based on what he told me. And I knew that them telling him that I was trespassing or that I was unwelcome there was not enough. It's it's hearsay. So he can come out, and unless he hears it, yeah, we don't want him on the property. And, okay, they don't want you on the property. Okay, then I'm leaving. You know, unless he hears it well, for himself, the court ain't going to well, allow it. It's not hearsay if they actually show up to court and say that that's what they said. If they show up to court and say before the court what they told him, then it wouldn't be hearsay. No, no, but what they if they have they have to prove that they told me. They can say to the court and put it on record, <laughs> yes, we don't want them here. And that if I return, that's going to be trespassing. That's a guarantee. I understand that, but they never well, told they can me tell the to court leave. that they told you to leave. Yeah, like, they can, they can tell go them. into court and get onto the stand and say that they told you to leave, and that would not be hearsay. Because they're there to say it, right? It, yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. There they to can, say it. They can say it, now, but I can, I can now, also say the for the record, I never heard it. If only the officer said that, um, you know, they told him that they told you to leave, that would be hearsay if they didn't call them in as witnesses and put them up on the on the stand. Okay, I got I got what you're saying. Yeah, they're not going to show up to court. <laughs> I guarantee you that. They're not mentioned. The officer left them out of it by giving me the mask. So basically, when he goes after me for the disorder, the uh, failure ID, I'm going to bring that up. And those witnesses aren't going to be there. I can guarantee you that. Well, I mean, if he goes after you for the failure to ID and there's no witnesses there, you know, what did what reason did he have to ID you? Well, he said he was going to charge me. He did tell me he was charging me with failure to leave. And he mixed it in there with the governor's order. But when I asked him what charge, he said trespassing. And I, and I defended myself. I said, I wasn't trespassing. You said leave. I left. You know, I don't see the problem. 
And he says, well, I still I mean, need your ID. You said he just charged you with, um, with what? Let me go back here. Disorderly conduct Disorderly and failure conduct. to ID. Yeah. Yeah, but that was, he, that's what he charged me with. But that's not what he told me why he needed my ID. When he arrested me, that's when he wrote these complaints. Well, here, here's all I'm saying is that if you uh, shoot down the disorderly conduct, which I think you probably have a pretty good shot of doing considering the story, then the failure to ID is a mute issue. Oh, I got you. But you see, because if if you weren't doing anything for him to have to ask you for your ID, if you weren't doing anything to where you would be suspected of a crime, then you don't have to ID yourself. Right, right. Yeah, Governor Murphy said that they could charge us with it, but he doesn't didn't say we would be found guilty. I got, I got you. <laughs> well, and I mean, because it, I, it doesn't matter because, look, uh, you know, several states have already ruled, and for the most part, every state at this point knows that they can't enforce any type of criminal punishment for somebody not wearing a mask. Like, just for instance, um, the executive order that came out of North Carolina today, uh, where it's talking about enforcement of face covering requirements, it tells them. It says citations under this section shall be written only to businesses or organizations that fail to enforce the requirement to wear face coverings. Operators oh of my. businesses and organizations are entitled to rely on their customers or patrons statements about whether or not they are exempt from wearing face covering requirements. Um, it goes on to say, uh, Law enforcement, so this is number two, law enforcement personnel are not authorized to criminally enforce the face covering requirements of this executive order against individual workers, customers, or patrons. So, wow. you know, they can't enforce any type of criminal because uh, I think it was Minnesota. In Minnesota, the legislatures actually sued the governor in the Supreme Court of Minnesota and said that the governor didn't have the authority to write the executive order and assign some punishment for for not wearing a mask because that's the legislature's job and guess who won that guess who won that lawsuit the people you no the legislatures yeah i mean it's, okay. i guess it's the people of minnesota you know i mean the legislatures represent the people of minnesota so let me, uh, my, all right so north north carolina Officers are not allowed to enforce it on citizens, just private or private businesses and yeah, just, public places. Just organizations. And even the way that it's written in, um, you know, even the way it's written in New Jersey, it's under number three of the executive order. And it says manufacturing businesses, warehouse businesses, and businesses engaged in essential construction projects must adopt policies that include at minimum the following requirements. And then it goes down here and I don't know what point this is. But it's probably point like six or seven. Require workers and visitors uh, to wear face cloth coverings in accordance with CDC recommendations. But right there, they're saying that only applies to the business or the warehouse okay. or, you know, the manufacturing company because they can't order the individual citizens to wear some type of face covering. All right. That you just won my case right there. 
I feel very confident. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to use a lawyer for this. All right. Well, because... I'll, I'll put this link up in the um, up in the chat for New Jersey. So okay for you know, the statute. Well, the executive it's not a statute. Order. It's a, yeah, it's an executive order, and it's under number three. And you know, it's the only point that doesn't have just two lines. I think the point has like five or six lines to it. Okay, Trent. Okay, yeah, yeah. One essential businesses. Yeah, so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to find out where. I gotta, I'm gonna have to print this out and take this to court and just. Yeah, Your Honor, it says right here they can't enforce it on citizens. And that well, case, I mean, any... <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't say it like that. And again, what I would do is I I would go ahead and get them to hand over disclosure. Right, and see if. What would disclosure be if they're going to use this executive order? No, disclosure would be like the body camera that the cops wearing. You know, if he got the video from um, from Goodwill, then the video from Goodwill. If they got any statements from the people who worked at Goodwill, their statements, the police report. You know, it's anything, any evidence that they gathered during the course of their investigation, whether they're going to use it or not. Okay, so now what if they don't use the body camera, and what if I want to use the body camera? Are they do they have to provide that, or is that yeah, kind of self incrimination? And, and if, okay. if they don't provide it, then they don't have a case. Anything that the officer says will be not Invalid. credited. Yeah. If he had a body camera on him and it wasn't rolling, and you can't get anything off of it, then anything he says can't be taken under oath or affirmation. He can't now they can't be. Anything. They can't be like, oh well, he's got it on his Facebook page, right? <laughs> they can't admit evidence while you're yeah, while the trial take, is. Well, they can go take evidence off your Facebook page. Yeah. Hmm. So that's right, typically so why attorneys will tell you not to talk about a case, or you know display anything publicly about it or anything like that when you're in the middle of a criminal action. Yeah, I'm going to post, I'm going to change it to private. <laughs> so, I see what you're saying there. Because why go through the you fight? You have the right to remain silent, but most people don't have the ability. Right, right, yeah. No, I, I've learned the ability, trust me. I'm not that stupid anymore. <laughs> I mean... He didn't get nothing out. He was talking the whole way, the whole ride there, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. He's like, oh, you know, you could have just handled this. I said, yeah. I said, I'm not saying nothing, man. You know, I, I know how, I know your game. And then the good cop, bad cop showed up, and he, you know, oh, I know you. I said, look, I'll give you my information. I'm not going to make it hard for you. So they fingerprinted me. I said, here, fingerprint me. I got nothing to hide. I don't have warrants. You know, I'm not an outstanding criminal one on top ten most wanted or anything. Here, take my information. I'm already in the system. You know what I mean? So, been arrested before. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I I don't even think my video would give them enough evidence or or anything because once I. Go well, through. Hey, look, man, it, it's just like I said, even if they take your video off of your Facebook page, if they don't have the body camera that was on that officer and he's 
on file as having a body camera on that day, then he can't testify in court. Oh, wow. Okay, because it's very obvious that they're not producing the evidence that they have right on their records so if they won't produce that then the only reason that they're not producing it is because the officer is going to lie it's it's a brady violation okay gotcha yeah i did i did get my evidence i'm not going to present my should i just wait to present my evidence then that's like a catch-22 what do you mean? Like, all right, so if he doesn't prevent, present his evidence, that means he's his testimony's inadmissible? Yeah. Yeah, if they, really? if they don't give you the body cam, then his testimony is inadmissible. Why, why is that? Like, he can't just come because in and it's say... it's a Brady violation, because the prosecution has to disclose to you everything that they have. If they don't disclose to you everything that they have, then it's a Brady violation. All right, so say... All right, say he says the body cam wasn't on that day. I'm sorry, but I'm going to, you know... Once he says that, I can just say, all right, Your Honor, I'd like to dismiss him as anything he says is now inadmissible because of a Brady violation? Yeah, I mean, it would be a Brady violation. Uh, you know, and I don't know exactly, you know, the speaking of specifics is incredibly difficult, which is why, you know, we kind of put on this show so that people can kind of listen to it every single week and, you know, Hopefully, if they ever get into trouble, they'll just kind of instinctually know what to do when they're before the court. Because kind of like Shaman was talking about earlier, it's it's incredibly difficult to do this stuff on the spot. And you can't, like, write out a script and it's like, okay, well, if he doesn't show up with the camera, then I do this. And, you know, if he does this, then I do this. Because it, it never goes that way. It's kind of like playing a tennis match you know we can right. show you what a racket is we can show you what the ball is we can say well you got to hit the ball over the net and it has to bounce at least once um on the ground and in the zone before the other person has to hit it back and then they have to hit it back has to bounce once on the ground in your zone and then you got to hit it back but we can't tell you okay go out to the tennis court start at the back left of the court serve it overhand instead of underhand and then when it comes back you're going to want to hit it on the front left side of the court and you're going to want to do a backhand right. there's there's no way to do something like that i got you all right, you know, so there, there are some pretty simple rules, and if you know if you know those rules, then you can go in and just play play tennis. So basically, I just have to beat the mask part, and the whole case, his whole argument goes down the tubes. Yeah, and I mean, it's not even the mask; it's just the disorderly conduct in public. And you know, I mean, I don't remember exactly what was written down on the disorderly conduct in public, but kind of like Shaman was talking about, for what their requirements are, I, I don't think he has. I mean, maybe he could try and go with the offensive language, but again, you know, just no, like Shaman can't. says, it, it it's all about intent. 
you know, when it's criminal, they have to prove intent. They have to prove that you intended to commit the crime. When when um, it's civil, it can just be negligent. Okay. So you know, like you could, you could have broken the law negligently. Yeah, he was. Um, I was in jail when I said it. I mean, like I said, he didn't read me my Miranda rights, so I kind of knew that anything after that is and he has to re read me my Miranda rights to get what I say he can interrogate me and whatever I say can be used in court but if he doesn't read that I don't think he can drag that part into court I don't think he will I mean he's not a very smart cop in my opinion and I'm not going to say that in court like your honor this guy's a stupid retard but doesn't the case start the minute the guy starts talking to you? The cop? The, yeah, the police officer. Yeah, yeah, because it's goodwill since they're not mentioned. They, I, don't, I wouldn't even require them unless they were going to bring them and put them on the stand. So as soon but, as he starts talking to you, he can use whatever you say against yourself. So he doesn't have yeah, to read but, you your rights then, right? No, no, but he placed me under arrest. Okay. But anything by, you said through the whole altercation can be used in the case. If he reads me my Miranda rights, right? No, no. I think it, the minute you yeah. start talking and he starts talking, anything that's said is used in the case. Yeah, it's kind of like what you were saying. If he went to actually interrogate you after he arrested you and tried to get you to confess something that he didn't know beforehand, he'd have to read you your Miranda rights. But he doesn't have to read you your Miranda rights if he's already got his case locked down and he's not questioning you about it. The way it, the way it works, man, is it's, it's, a, it's a thin line because of the store calling them, but... Really, once he starts talking to you and you start engaging him, it's kind of almost considered a consensual encounter until you're, until he says something like, okay, I require an ID. Once he starts investigating you and you know it, but it's so, you see what I'm saying? A cop can ask you anything he wants to. Hey, Sean, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Sean, tell him the story about you pulling up behind that guy in the uh Ingalls parking lot. Oh, you say Eagles? That was that was sweet. I was kind of proud of that. I mean, it, I, in a way, I was at the time. Anyway, no Ingalls. It's like a grocery store. Oh, I you said Eagles. Okay. Like, what, are you from Philly? Okay. No, but I am a Philly Eagles fan. So there you go. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I was having a great night until now. I'm just win, kidding. Win, loser, draw. Oh, anyway. So I was watching another vehicle, but something caught my eye in the parking lot of the grocery store. Pretty big parking lot. I noticed a guy pulled up and parked, but nobody got out. And he just sat there and sat there and sat there, and he kept looking around, looking around. I thought, hmm, this is kind of interesting. So I just parked where he couldn't see me and was just sitting there watching him. And uh, I saw this other car pull up, pull next to him, and I could tell that they were talking. And uh, the one dude looked all 
you know, got out of the car and kind of looked around, looked around that way, looked over there, and then he eased on over. So I just, uh, you know, I could tell something was going down, so I just pulled across the street and pulled in behind him, but I didn't put my lights on, so he didn't know I was there because he was too busy sitting in the car. They were making a drug deal. And uh, I just walked up to the window and was standing. I was like, hey, man. He went, uh, <laughs> it was too late. So I started talking to him. I just I just started talking to him and asking him what he was doing and all this and that and this and this and that. And we, uh, anyway, long story short, obviously, I arrested him and I seized his vehicle and uh, went to court sometime later and the the his defense attorney was like, look, you know, he was under arrest. He's like, you know, you had him under arrest and he tried that Miranda stuff. He's like, you know, you didn't have any, even though everything was in plain sight anyway, but he's like, you didn't have any right to question them and you can't use this and this and this and this. And then, and I'm like, uh, he wasn't under arrest. He said, well, what do you, well, you, you said you pulled up behind him. I said, I did pull up behind him. He said, well, then he was under arrest. I'm like, no. No, he wasn't under arrest. I didn't have my lights on. He said, yeah, but was he free to go? And I said, not from my point of view. And he said, aha, aha, right there. You said he wasn't free to go. I said, no, from my point of view, he wasn't. He said, but that's not what the law reads. The law reads he has to feel he's free to go. And since I didn't have my lights on, he felt he was free to go. There was nothing keeping him there. So uh, until I said, you're under arrest, you see, once I did that, then I had to read a Miranda. But not until so, it was just a consensual encounter. All right. So if he says, sorry, I don't want to talk to you, and he drives off, he's, you're cool with that? No, I mean, not in that situation, but, yeah, technically, like, if I just, say I just had a hunch that you were up to something, and I went up and said, hey, man, can I have your ID, and you told me to get bent, there's really nothing I can do. I, I mean, I have yeah. to have, I have to have articulable circumstances. There would right. like, you and know, they have to have some reasonable, like, okay, he, he did this, this, and he did this. Oh, okay, well. Then he can do, yeah. you know, basically an investigation, you know, just a check. I mean, there's, he could use different tools. I think the guy was a rookie myself, based on what you were telling Ooh. me about the fingerprint. Yeah, he he didn't, he wasn't very bright, or he was stressed out. I don't know. Whatever the case was, it didn't look it didn't look good on his part. And when I was talking to the attorney, he he told me, he's like, well, yeah, he had a reason to contact you. He had a reason to ask you for your ID. I said, the law is kind of skeptical there. And I said, no, I don't believe that. You have to have articulable suspicion about a crime that I'm about to commit, going to commit, or have committed. Articulating means you have evidence. So he says, all right, I'm going to tell you a scenario here. Okay, so there's a dead guy, a dead body found in the woods. And there's two DNA prints, mine and yours. And they come to my house and they say, okay, you have, you have to come with us. We're going to question you. And 
and he knocks on the door. I said, hold, hold up, stop right there. I said, if he doesn't have a warrant, I don't have to talk to him. Okay? He goes, no, they can get your information. I said, no, they can't. I said, they have to go to a judge, and they have to get a warrant to talk to me about that. And then once they got the warrant, yeah, they can have my information. I'll go down to the station, tell them it wasn't me. End of the day. And he's, no, that's not how it works. I said, that's exactly how it works. The, the facts are my DNA was found. He can't alone use that to force me to give him my ID. He has to go through the court system to get a warrant, and then he can question me. I said, you need, I said, as a lawyer, I think you should know that. And that's where I started saying, mm, I don't know about this guy. Am I, is that wrong, what I said? Does, does somebody need a warrant if they find facts? Like, obviously, if they found maybe, or if they have a video of me, and they clearly identified me on the video, they can arrest me. That's facts. That's, I have committed a crime. They don't need any more information off that. They have my face. They have me. They have, you know, that's facts. That's a, you know, that's articulation. Is that right? Well, I mean, honestly, they're supposed to have a warrant whenever they arrest somebody or take someone into custody. And right. they basically don't ever really do that. So, you know, I mean, what they do in law and what they do in their own administrative procedures and processes are two completely different things. Um, and we, we really don't have enough time to really go into all of that stuff right now because it's, it's coming to the time where we typically shut down the show. And Shaman had to jump off. He said he had some emergency come up and it's, uh, it's getting to about two hours into the call. And, okay. um, you know, like the stories that you were giving about uh, the judge pulling people up for domestic violence or whatever and just listening to him and then making up his own mind and decision, that's all because it was happening in administrative court. So, you know, that's pretty much the easiest way I can explain it without going into a whole lot of in-depth. But in administrative court, it's not an Article Three court court of law. It's it's uh, oh. it's an administrative court where they basically do whatever they wish to do and just kind of make up whatever they want to make up. So how would you uh, overturn that? Um, I mean... I brought it to the appeals court, and they, again, they did not. They denied the appeal. I was like, "What? What is going yeah, on here?" Yeah, what the appellate court is looking at is they're looking at yeah, the, the fact they get an Article One court and not an Article Three court. Okay. So, so how you know, would, what you would have to do is you would have to challenge the jurisdiction of the court, and make sure that the court establishes that it's a court of law. So, yeah, but they can, under the domestic violence charge, they ban me from owning firearms. Look, let me ask you this right here, okay? How do you commit domestic violence? 
by physically punch yourself in the face. What's domestic? No. That's anything yeah, that's, that's under your authority, power, and control, right? Yeah, I would agree All with right. that. Well, if it's under your authority, power, and control, it's not under their authority, power, and control. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. So if they don't have any authority, power, and control over if they don't have any jurisdiction that's not a crime so how can they tell me i can't own a firearm because they're they're not necessarily telling you that you can't own a firearm they're telling a citizen that you own the documents to that that you claim the documents to All right, I think I get. I, I think I understand that part. Well, so you know, and in New Jersey, the the firearm laws are are absolutely insane. They're they're atrocious. I'm trying to move. <laughs> but but do you think like if you move down to South Carolina, do you think that New Jersey could tell you that you couldn't own a firearm in South Carolina? Hmm. If the laws in South Carolina are the same, like you can't, if a domestic violence charges against you, you can't own a firearm, then I can't own a firearm in South what, Carolina either. Was it a felony? No. Okay, then you could own a firearm. Yeah, that's, you, what, you that's could, why. You could come down to South Carolina tomorrow and purchase a firearm and drive it back to New Jersey. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, You're I'm just telling you, you trouble. could. I you, could. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, look, I, I had a great uncle. I, I'm just going to tell you a little story because this is kind of funny. But I had a great uncle, and he was like uh, 97, 98 years old. I mean, he lived to be 110, I think. But when he was 97, 98, he, he married a younger woman who was like 20 years younger than him. So she was in her 70s, and he thought that she was having an affair on him. And she called the cops because he was running, and they lived out in the country. He was running all around the house, shooting off a bunch of guns, trying to run away her lover that she didn't have. You know, So she got a little worried, called the cops out there, and the cops really respected this guy because he used to run the town back in his day. And so you know, they're kind of like, well, we got to take your guns. Um, so they take his guns and they tell everybody in the small town, you know, not, and, and the town's called six miles because, you know, it's six miles, like that's the whole way through the town. And, uh, you know, they take his guns, they tell everybody in the local gun stores, Hey, don't, don't sell a gun to Charlie if he comes in here tomorrow. So he drives over to Greenville and goes to Walmart and he buys a gun. So, you know, they tell everybody in the upstate, hey, don't sell a gun to this guy. So he drives down to Columbia and buys more guns. So they put him on the sled watch list, okay? And uh, so he, he goes down to Georgia <laughs> and buys more firearms. You know, that's how determined he was. They literally had to put him on an FBI registry for him not to be able to readily access a firearm. 
And he could have still gone and gotten a firearm. I, I can almost guarantee it. But, you know, at that point, it was like everybody in the family was like, no, Charlie, <laughs> we're, we're not going to let you go get a firearm. <laughs> if you take a drive longer than three hours, we're going to search your car when you come home. <laughs> that's, you know? Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, that's, so that's it's funny. like, you know, they, they can't stop you from doing what you're going to do. It's, it's, it's a free country. It's kind of like the whole mask thing. You know, they can't order you not to wear a mask. Just like in New Jersey, they don't order you not to wear a mask. They order the um, department stores to make you wear a mask. You know, just like in North Carolina, they don't order you to wear a mask. They order the businesses to make you require a mask. So, you know, they, they can't say that you can't have a gun. They just are telling everybody in the state of New Jersey that has a gun dealing license that they're not allowed to sell to you. Oh, and, okay. and that's how it really works out. I mean, if I bought a, if I purchased a firearm, I, I could get arrested. They would arrest me. They'd come to my house. You own a firearm and they would process. Well, how me. would they, how would they know that you had a firearm? No, I mean, if like, if they had come into my house for, I don't know, Maybe, I don't know, whatever reason, if they had to come in the house and they found a firearm, I would be doing some time for that. I mean, you would be doing some time if you didn't know what you were talking about. You know, <laughs> yeah. and just kind of like what you were talking about when you went and talked to the attorney about what happened. Look, most of the time you go and talk to an attorney, especially about something criminal, they will act like the prosecution. You know, right. and they're doing that to try and scare the crap out of you so that you'll pay them whatever you think you need to pay them to get out of it. Yeah, and that's not the case. I disagree with him a lot. And at the end of the conversation, I, I, I it was a little pause in our conversation. And he says, okay, Harry, you had a great testimony. You have a great case here. And... You know, I believe he did that because they have to take a risk. You know what I mean? They're the one putting their time and effort, and they want the civil part too. Hey, because I mean, she... I I completely understand. I used to get arrested a lot. I had a really really good good relationship with my attorney, and the first time that I ever got arrested and went into his office, well, the first time I ever got arrested for doing something for real, and went into his office, he was like, well, John, there's a couple of ways that we can handle these. You know, you can either plead out, you can, um, you know, work with the prosecution and basically turn state's witness against somebody, or, or you can fight it. And I just looked at him and I said, so you're saying I got two options here. I can plead yeah. out or I can fight it. You know, yeah. because the third option just really isn't an option. And he looked at me and he said, good man, I'll do it for this price. You know, and I can okay. almost guarantee you that it would have been double the price had I not handled myself the way that I handled myself. All right, right. You know, right. so, but that just comes down to character and, you know, who you're dealing with and what's going on at the time. I mean, I could have caught him on a bad day and it might not have worked out that well. Right, right. I'm reading this executive order here. Nothing in the state of policy should prevent workers' customers wearing surgical masks. It said something out. Yeah, here it is. If customers, if a customer refuses to wear a cloth face covering or non-medical reasons, 
And if such covering cannot be provided to the individual by the business at the point of entry, then the business must decline entry to the individual unless the business is providing medication, medical supplies, or food. In which case, yeah, that's, policy. that's exactly why she came up to try and give you a mask is because the business is responsible for that. Okay. Like, like they're responsible at goodwill for you not having a mask on. Okay, so if I deny, all right, so this it says the then the business must decline entry. They didn't decline entry. I walked right through the door. Okay, I, look, I wouldn't argue about little petty nuances like yeah. that. <laughs> no, I mean, like, court. <laughs> this judge, man, I don't trust these judges in Jersey. Like I said, uh, you, I, I gave the story about the domestic <laughs> violence judge. Dude, I mean, I, this I'm is going to tell you right now, Here, here's the thing about the judges, is that the judges know law, okay? They, they okay. really do. And if you go in there and you're trying to uphold the law, you better have a pretty good idea of what you're doing and you better be willing to stand your ground because if you don't, they're going to run the administrative process right over you and they're going to be right in law to do it. But if you right, go in right, there and right. you know exactly what you're doing and you stand your ground, I, I have yet to see a judge put in a lawful order for somebody who did that. I, I've okay. seen judges put in bogus orders that kind of looked lawful and if you didn't challenge it properly then maybe you would comply with it you know yeah because what they're going to say and this is what i always this is what the outcomes were well i find you guilty if you want to appeal it here's the number stamp and goodbye and it's like okay so now i gotta waste more of my time you know i can see a judge in jersey doing that just saying, okay, well, I'm I'm just going to find you guilty and take it to a higher court. Yeah, I mean, I I think that I would be real reluctant to say that that would happen if you if you really are moving within the realm of law. Okay, I see what you're saying. So if the judge sees, all right, this guy's obviously has some attorney friends. I think I'm just going to drop it here and get this kid out of here before real yeah, trouble comes. Typically, when you're moving within <laughs> the realm of law, like for the most part, attorneys don't know what that is. Like attorneys don't actually move in law. You know, they're called attorneys at law. They're not called attorneys in law. They don't move in law. Judge moves in law. Okay. okay. The attorney moves at law. They move right outside of the law. You know, okay. every now and then they handle law or a lawful process, but it's it's kind of few and far between. Okay. The attorneys are trained in the administrative procedure that the state's laid out before them. So, right. so they're, they're, they're operating and functioning in that administrative court that I was telling you about. And that's exactly why an attorney can't really help you out when you go in on domestic violence charge and the judge just wishes to rule against you. And that's why attorneys will always be like, well, I'm sorry that the judge did that. You know, I don't agree with the judge, but that's the judge. Yeah. Thanks for the money. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I see what you're saying. You, you that... want to appeal it and give me some more money? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for five hundred dollars, I can open it up right today. 
we can go sit there today and he'll speak with the same clerk that I did. <laughs> so, but, I mean, that that's really the game, man. And honestly, if you haven't listened to a lot of these shows, if I were you, I'd probably, you know, take my time and sit down and listen to them. And if you're a truck driver and you're doing a lot of driving, you're in a truck or a car vehicle a lot of time, put it on the radio. Have something to listen yeah. to. Yeah. No, no, I, I got a headset, and, you know, it's one of them Bluetooth guys where you can listen. I, I, I watch movies when I'm going down the road, hands-free. <laughs> movies on, I'm just listening to it, and I look at it occasionally. Oh, okay, and I look at traffic. If there's not, I, I do night, a lot of night driving. Nobody's on the road, don't worry. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, we're doing this every Wednesday night, so if you would like to come back next Wednesday, it starts at 9 p.m., and uh, we always do it 9 p.m. Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time, and next Wednesday will be July 1st, so yeah. Um, um, J JD and Harry are still on mute, and if anybody else wishes to kind of say something before we leave, you can just raise your hand and I'll unmute you because we're all about free speech around here. All right, what's going on? 11.07. Good to hear you guys chatting. Um, a lot of good stuff tonight. And I appreciate you wrapping it up like that, JC, at the end there. Bringing it back to the law. What's, uh, yeah, what's no problem. Miles? Miles is still there. Who else is still here? 509 still there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought the 509 left because I guess they muted themselves out. So, right. but yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good conversation because I haven't really looked into the executive orders of, of face coverings. So, yeah, that was you know. that was pretty interesting what you, what you had show, shown there or read. Yeah, about yeah, the businesses. Yeah. I wonder if the executive order down in Texas said basically roughly the same thing. Because if it did, then that judge who locked the uh, hairdresser up really should have known better. Yeah. Oh, the one that said, uh, the, the judge that said that she had to bend her knee. Yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> the one. The one that said... You had she had You're to bend selfish. the knee before before George Floyd got the knee. Well, well he and, had, and, and it was in he the headline. Didn't say that she had to bend the knee, but he, he said that she had to apologize to the court. Her attorney described it as bending the knee when he got on Fox. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, he, I okay. Well, I don't. I saw that headline all over the place, and I just kept thinking, "What are they? What are they talking about? This bend the knee? What? What is this? Why is this phrase flying around so much?" Yeah, the whole thing's interesting how they're making the businesses in, uh, enforce their orders because they're licensed. It's just like, it's such an eye-opener. I don't know how people don't see it. I mean, I've talked to several business owners, and they're all saying, yeah, we'll get a fine if you don't wear a mask. It's just, it's crazy, man. But I said, well, why don't you guys just hand them your license and say, I'm just going to sell to people when they come into my shop 
And the, the guy says, well, no, then they'll throw me in jail. And I'm just like, never mind. <laughs> yeah, everybody's been, everybody's been indoc- indoctrinated so much throughout their whole lives to, to think that every that somebody else has control over them. Yeah, it's like, well, what I'm doing is I'm just walking away from the store and I'm saying, I guess I got to shop online now. You know, how many, if more people would do the same thing, maybe the store owners would realize, golly, you know, maybe we better change something. Like when Target did the bathroom thing for the, for the LGBT or whatever they are, my, all these people wrote Target letters. My dad wrote them a letter saying, I'll never shop in your store again. And, and it hit them in their pocketbook and guess what? They changed their tune. So it's just like, you know, vote with your wallet. I always see that on Facebook. You know, there's all a little meme or whatever it says vote with your wallet. So that's kind of what I'm doing. I wonder if that's uh, some kind of tactic that they're doing. Is I mean, the larger stores don't seem to be enforcing the the uh, the mask policy. I mean, of course, I'm I'm uh, I'm down here in Florida, so. I don't know what it's like out in California or yeah, other states. Yeah, some guy just got, uh, he ran or he went in Walmart. There was a video a buddy of mine sent. Maybe I'll put it on the my Facebook or whatever, share it. A guy, he, he walked up, the Walmart employee told him to put a mask on. He wouldn't let him pass again in the store, and he ran in the store. So they called <laughs> the police, and they pulled him out of the store, and the police said, well, I'm not, we're not enforcing this. Because where I'm at in Fresno, it's in the Central Valley, and it's kind of a more conservative area of California. Because mm-hmm. we're in we're in where all the farmers are at, so you can right. tell we're, you know, we're we're the breadbasket of the world basically here. So, but yeah, the uh, so it's good to know that the the city of Fresno is not their police department's not enforcing it. So, but it, it appears that other places are, obviously from harry's deal but yeah it's you just that's what you got to do and i've just been kind of walking in stores and just walk in and if somebody stops me then i talk to them you know but if nobody says anything and i walk in the store then i just go in but if they say something i'll just leave i won't put a mask on yeah here's a a a back it says that that executive order where an individual declines to wear a face covering store premise due to medical conditions that inhibits such usage, neither the essential retail business nor its staff shall require the individual to produce medical top documentation verifying the stated condition. So I can walk in and say, I have asthma. And they can't are you, do nothing about it. Yeah, but are you an individual or are you a man? That's the thing. Is None of these orders say anything about man in them. They say person, individual, officer, uh, citizen, Californian. I mean, they don't say anything about man. So, I mean, that's where they're getting them, is they're getting the people they've contracted with to enforce the orders. So, if it said where a man or a woman declines, yeah, but they can't use the gender because all the gender freaks would freak out. They'd no, have to they list, like... Use they can't use the gender because they can't use man or woman because man or woman created them. They didn't create man or woman. So 
they're completely separate from any of their their administrative policies or codes or statutes, right? So what's the definition of individual? I don't know. You'd have to read the code that coincides with that specific order, and hopefully it's in their uh, definition of terms because that could be different from any code that, that it could be different from code to code. So you, you really have to find that word where it's stated and then find their definition of that term where it's stated in their code or order or whatever you're reading. You can't use one definition from some what, order 20 Webster's. years ago for this order that you're reading right now. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much, I, I got, I, Go ahead. Yeah, Webster's, uh, Webster's 1828 has it as a um, individual. Um, one of the, well, the first one is, you know, not to be divided or not divided, um, pertaining to one only as individual labor or exertions. Individual noun, a single person or human being. Okay. That's. Uh, that's but but they but right there i mean they're using the word person and human being then they're, they're not saying man or woman it's, it's not it's a, it's different it's person and then of course human which we know we've seen human that word human before um there's been discussions about that word human in um, black's law yeah i, I after this conversation, guys, I feel really confident I'm going to go without the attorney on this one. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't have to sign over anything. I'm going to win the case first. Or n not win, but dismiss these charges. Because they're ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, uh, this officer, like you said, I mean, he's not very bright. And a lot. my attorney asked, how old is this officer? Is he a younger guy? And that's and so even he knows that the officer's a retard. But listen, guys, I got to get off of here, and I'm definitely going to share this on my Facebook, this uh, talk show thing, because I think it's very informative to the public, and I think a lot of people can learn from this. Hey, thanks for coming yeah, out here. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, luck, it. Thanks for coming out, and hopefully you'll join us again sometime. Maybe yes. uh, give us an update to what's going on. You said June 1st, right? July 1st. July 1st. Unless June's you get a time machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> July's already, or June's already passed. All right, July 1st. Step in the time machine. <laughs> <laughs> JC, what do Same you what do you say? Uh, what do you say about the word individual? What do you what do you know about that word? Well, I mean, you know, individual used to be one of those words that you know it's like it used to be kind of like a a man type word where you had individual rights, and that was probably back in the 1950s. And of course, it morphed into you know, corporation, person, artificial person. So individual just doesn't mean what it used to mean. But if you go back and read through legal documents from, say, like 1900 to 1950s, you'll see them using 
individual a lot like um, we would talk about using man. And okay. it, it basically meant something that was private to, to a man or a woman. Okay. So, but so then think- after that, I would agree with Miles that, you know, you would have to go and look up how it's defined in the code or the statute or, you know, wherever they're, they're using that word as to what their interpretation is, because that's how they're going to apply it. Yeah, I, I mean, they didn't follow the protocol according to these these guidelines here. They did not, you know, they, they filed step one and two, but they didn't, you know, assume I have a medical condition. Okay, do you have a medical condition? We We have or offer the medical conditions saying, like, yeah, we have our store open for this time, I, so you guys look, man, can come in. If I were you, I would pay attention on the disorderly conduct because they're not charging you with not wearing a mask. They're charging you with disorderly conduct. What do you so, mean? I mean, on the, on the report, it says that the, the basically it's all about the mask. Uh, yeah, but, but they're you, charging you with disorderly conduct. You know, so don't sit there and start arguing about procedures about what they would have to do to get you with a mask. Sit there and argue about the fact that they don't have anything to charge you with disorderly conduct. Because there was no ma- no intent to harm somebody. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was no intent to harm somebody. There was no intent to be disruptive. You weren't being hazardous or physically dangerous to anybody. You weren't threatening anybody. Right, right. Okay. Uh, I got loud, know, but it, not loud. You know, I didn't get screaming loud. I just raised my voice a little bit. So, listen, I'm not going to be harassed over this. The, That's stick all, you know. with the disorderly conduct. I, I would forget about arguing about the mask. Okay. What, all right. What about him dis, uh, uh, not obeying disorder? <laughs> <laughs> the order that <laughs> the government puts out. He didn't obey disorder, man. Disorder. Uh, I'd be like, man, he ain't obeying these nuts. <laughs> I like that disorder. Well, I'm not disorderly. <laughs> so, anyways, July first. What? Be back yeah. What time? July first. What time? Nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Nine p.m. Okay. Wrote that down, and I'm going to share you to my Facebook in a couple seconds. Thanks, John. Thanks, JD. Good luck. Thank Gary. you, guys, and thank you for the, the words of wisdom. And may God bless you guys. Same to you. All right, signing off. If I even know how to do that. Hey, JC. Uh, I, maybe next week. Maybe next week we can talk about one of these comments here in the in the comment section. Uh, we can mention this thing. It says shutting down America was unconstitutional. Um, maybe we can have a discussion about that. Well, I mean, you know, they they didn't. It was completely constitutional because they just got people to go along with what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what mm-hmm. I wanted to go. I kind of wanted to go into that and and, and um, kind of break the mold on that because I see people fighting that all the time. Oh, you know, they're they're trying to stand on the Constitution, and say that it's you know, going against it and everything, when really it's not. 
Yeah, I mean, is it unconstitutional for me to say, hey, there's a deadly virus out there and I would advise you to stay home? Nope. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't mean that you have to listen to it. So, and the places where people, you know, didn't listen to it and, and got arrested or had some type of uh, consequence where the constitutionality was, was questioned, the, you know, the courts have overwhelmingly ruled that, yeah, you can't, you can't force people to do this or that. Right. So, so. it just all goes down to, gets down to uh, your knowledge and how you, how you, um, how you use it. Yeah, and how you carry yourself and what you believe. And, you know, I mean, it, really what they're doing is it's not as much like a question of law as they're, as they're stirring up controversy to get people to argue with each other. Right. You know, because, you know, take, take away the whole law about the face mask and the executive orders and this and that. You know, you take all that stuff away and you're still going to have people who feel the way that they do and think everybody should wear a mask. And, you know, if you're not wearing a mask, you're endangering everyone else. And then you have the other people on the other side that feel like, you know, well, if God's going to make me sick, then I'm going to get sick. And that's just going to be what my fate is. And I'm going to leave my hands in God. Mm -hmm. so, you know, regardless of what happens legally, you still have that, um societal divide yeah but well we can talk about it next week yeah i think i think we could we should get into that um got some other people commenting more about it but um yeah thanks for the show jc appreciate it yep good night everyone Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.